0: Online at wrsu.org.
1: Can we just talk? Can we just
0: talk? Welcome back to the Friday crew on 88.7 FM New Brunswick. How's everybody doing as we get set here for hour two? We're going to start with Can We Just Talk? And we have a topic that, we said, that I said we were going to tackle at the end of last crew. You know, I said we would hold it for next week. Next week is finally this week. John,
2: it's debate time. Hold on. First things first. Alex, can you hear us?
3: I can hear you loud and clear, guys. Beautiful. Beautiful.
2: It's good to have you back.
0: Zoom shorted out so we got him over the phone with us. It is debate time. Is Yadier Molina a top three catcher in the history of Major League Baseball.
3: Is that even a question? Is that really? Is that even a question? <laughs> Yadi and Molina is the greatest catcher to ever walk the face of the earth. Period.
2: Oh, boy. So, Alex, oh just boy. so you know where my where my alliances stand. Uh, I'm a Mets fan, obviously. And, first of all, uh, I don't disagree. I, first of all, i like to throw two names at you. First of all, Yogi Berra and then Johnny Bench. The two greatest catchers. Those are in the two greatest catchers of, baseball, of the history of Without baseball. question. Period. Stop. It, it, okay.
0: Whichever whichever okay. order you want them in is fine.
2: But Yachty's uh, top three.
0: No. Yes. No. Yes. No. no. Bec- I would not entertain this. Because you can't just disrespect Pudge Rodriguez like this.
2: He's top five.
3: He's, he's top five. He's top three.
2: Oh, Pudge Rodriguez,
3: stop. He's one of
2: the greatest oh, on catchers
3: on to ever hold play on, the just, game. Just
2: stop, man. You're
3: Pudge Rodriguez, who's a good catcher. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's good. But you put in a hand over or Molina. Yes, I absolutely would. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> a multiple-time Gold Glove defensive catcher, the definition of what? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring, bring
0: up Pudge play. Rodriguez. And his accolades right now because yeah, this the whole this, this is this is outrageous. This is unfair. How can you be on the council and not be a master? No, because no, just hear me out, Jay. Alright. Yvonne Rodriguez. Yvonne Pudge Rodriguez. This is his list of accolades, and I want you to tell me if you can beat that. This is a 14-time All-Star. 92, 93, 94, 95, okay. 96, 97, 98. Are 99, you going to read all the years, too?
2: 2001,
1: yes,
0: 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007. 13-time Gold Glove Award winner. 92. You get the idea. He is also an AL MVP. NLCS okay. MVP, World Series Champion, seven-time Silver Slugger Award winner. His number seven is retired with the Texas Rangers. He is in their Hall of Fame. He is in the Washington Nationals Ring of Honor. He is in the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Why
2: is he in Na- the Nationals Hall of Fame? I don't
0: know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he played like, I don't know, like 160 he, games He played for them. two years with them. Just hear me out, okay?
0: Okay, okay. You know what? Let's go over to Yadier Molina. Let's go, so, let's go All right, you. let's just
2: go through— Let's read let's, everything without any context, and I'll put all the context in there for you.
0: Let's let's go over to Yadier Molina. We will go over to his list of accolades. Ten-time All-Star. Still impressive, but not as much. Nine-time Gold Glove Award winner. Still impressive, but not as much. Four-time Platinum Glove Award That's winner, impressive. I will give him the credit for that. That is much better than Pudge. He does not have any And he did it four Glove. times. So one-time Silver Matches Slugger— Matches the number. Two time World Series champion, one time Roberto Clemente Award winner, six time Fielding Bible Award winner. I don't know what that means.
2: Yeah, some of the names and uh I don't know. Good. Yeah.
0: But I mean I'm just I'm just saying, you can't tell me that Pudge Rodriguez is is worse all time than Yadier Molina. So
3: he's Okay, okay. Well, when we look at the playoffs as well, who played more, more of a role in postseason action? Pudge or Yachty? Pudge or Yachty? I'm taking Pudge. It's
2: Yachty, or it's Yachty! It's Yachty, I'm man. I'm
3: taking
0: Pudge. So you, here. you want to give me Yachty or Molina? This dude hasn't even hit 200 home runs in his career. In his entire Yardim, career, and he's on—he's about
3: to retire. He hasn't even catches. hit 200 home runs. hit
1: 300.
3: Ultimate example, the ultimate example of defensive catching is Yadier Molina. People mirror their defensive game off of who? Yadier Molina. I see. I don't see people, at least from a defensive game, uh, mirror their image more uh, more with Pudge of Yadier Molina. So guys, Yadier guy- Molina, also like you mentioned, has won those awards more, so, some of them even more than Pudge. Now guaranteed, the All-Star might not be more, the Gold Glove might not be more, but we look at an overall postseason aspect. Okay, Yadier but right then you guys, got, is, you got to look at the aspect.
0: hitting as well. You guys, can't guys, just guys, look at guys, him guys, as a defensive player.
2: Just try not to talk, just try not to talk over each other. Let's be civil. All
0: right. All right. I want to hear so your well.
2: argument, John. So hear me out. So first of all, let me just play devil's advocate a little bit, Jake. Well, I think Alex and I both agree, are more or less on the same page. Jake, do you think Yadier Molina is the greatest defensive catcher of all time?
0: Now you see, that is a very hard thing Let's to categorize say it a little bit because oh, oh, yeah. you know I gotta, I got no, I gotta give everybody their shot. Sure, that's right? that's fair. I gotta that's give everybody fair. their shot. I gotta look just at just give me a shot. <laughs> you know, I gotta look at the accolades of guys like Johnny Bench and Yogi Berra. That's fair. Let me you pull know. the numbers
2: up. You gotta, you gotta be. You
0: know, I gotta be thorough here. And you
2: have to. Let's be clear. Baseball, more than any other sport, maybe football, you has know, changed if, the most drastically. If, it, if you if have to put going, it in context of the era, because Johnny if, Bench played caught a very different game than Yadi. He did. He did. He did. Right. You know, that's, that's if all I'm we're going
0: best defensive. Of all time, I'm gonna say I I would need to do more research, but it's a likely yes at this point. At this let's point. just
2: let's just say it is just for let's, the sake of. Let's time. just
0: say it that. Let's just say it's a yes,
2: you know, which isn't that far fetched. I don't think. I think most people I don't would think agree that's with that. Far
0: fetched, but I'm not. When I look at a guy's overall greatness, I can't just look at him as a defensive player. Because
2: no, I'm not saying. No, we'll get. We'll get there. I'm just telling. I'm just. I just want to break it down. Break it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm just going over Yogi Berra's numbers, which is who's probably the greatest catcher of all time. Probably. Which, let's just. First of all, his numbers are sickening. Three-time MVP. Ready for this? He's, this shows. This shows you how. This just shows you how good the Yankees were in the, in the 50s and 60s. Ten World Series titles. Ten.
0: Thirteen, if you count his accolades as a manager.
2: He has thirteen World Series titles. Three as a manager, albeit. But that's just
0: uh, <laughs> one of those one of those titles. That's insane. One of those titles as a man.
2: Was that six and nine?
0: Yeah, I was sixty
2: nine. Are you sure? Was he oh, the backup yeah. catcher for the six and nine? no oh, he wait, was he was the manager. No, he wasn't. Gil Hodges was the manager. Oh he wasn't? He no, was a man oh no. He was a coach on that team. I'm yes, he was, coach, he was a coach. And in seventy three he was that. the manager. That's when they uh, went to the World Series against the A's and they probably should have won that World Series but the fact that they made it is a miracle. If Gil Hodges was alive that team would have won the World Series because Tom Seaver uh, uh, was adamant about pitching Game 7 on, t- on two days rest and yo- and he shouldn't have and he got lit up. So that's different story. Yeah, he did win story. The World too, with the Mets, a coach. He was in uniform. He was in uniform. <laughs> So but that that's just I just wanted to bring that up. That that's sickening.
0: it's a sickening number. And and you know, you wanna look at it you wanna look at his actual numbers. His batting average was two hundred eighty five. You know, he hit three hundred and fifty eight career home runs. And, you know, I mean his his career RBI total one thousand four hundred and thirty. That is insane.
2: That's great and all, but you know right, what?
0: straight out of West Cald- Caldwell, New Jersey.
2: I'm gonna I actually didn't know he was from New Jersey. That's here's good. I'm gonna here's what's more impressive. I think Alex Alex is
3: Oh yeah, pal! I've
2: been here. Oh, sorry, I didn't know <laughs> you are quiet for a few minutes. I didn't really. Uh, just he. So Yogi Berra has struck out 414 times in his career, including postseason. Yes. Right. Obviously, it's a different era. Uh, just for you know, for comparison, I, let's just think of a, of a normal guy who's in past, who's played the past 20 years. Uh, let's think of
0: average an average, an average guy. An
2: average guy. Just, uh, does it have to be a catcher? No, just the normal do- normal Let's go with Muto. Just for uh, you comparison. You Just, past 20 years? Similar, just to just, just so highlight the, the difference of errors between this yeah, game okay, and that go game. JT
0: Real Muto. You know, he is a contemporary catcher.
2: He has struck out. No, go Murphy.
0: No, we'll go That's JT Real not Muto. Not let's David let's David go, Mar- JT. go JT What was that? Let's go JT.
2: He struck out he, has out. he has struck out 755 times in his career. I thought it would be more. Okay. Uh... But Yogi Berra, four hundred and four. Like, let's look at the, like he never struck out more than. Here's here's the highlight. He has not Yogi Berra has not struck out more than thirty eight times in a year. That's his career high wow. in strikeouts. Thirty eight.
0: That is unbelievable. Let's look at
2: a let's look at a high contact guy today. Like Trey Turner. How many times has he struck out? Wow. Oh. He has never he has never struck out more less than thirty six. That was during the COVID season, the Fugazi COVID ball season. But he struck, out, um, he struck out 110 times last year. That just shows you how now, much now, the game has I changed.
0: At, I want to look at Pudge because he never struck out. He, he, that's true. He never it's, struck out fair. more than uh, 100 times in a season.
2: Which is impressive, but you, happened, uh, this happened. just proves that uh, Yogi's the GOAT.
0: I mean, yeah, Yogi Barra is okay. the greatest that's hitting but catcher. But to be fair,
2: yadi's never struck out more than 100 times a year either. I'll his I'll career high in strikeouts is 79.
0: Yeah, but his... His career batting average is nowhere near on the level of, of Pudge Rodriguez. I mean, Pudge Rodriguez was was just a few points away from being a career 300 hitter.
2: I want to give, give Alex uh, an opening to speak. Sorry, Alex. Go ahead.
3: You're good, guys. I'll give you this. I'll give you that Yogi Berra's the goat. Fine. I can live with that. Johnny Bench, great player. Don't get me wrong. The problem is that Yachty, the Yachty. <laughs> Sadly, the Yachty has been sadly and criminally underrated for such a long time that he doesn't get enough recognition that he deserves. That's fair. It's a real shame. thing. Also, it's a yeah. real, real shame. And, again, when we look at postseason play, especially from Yachty, he's a he's a guy who made a massive difference. And last time I checked, oh, you know, I've. I'm pretty sure Yadir Molina won an M V P in the World Series too. I think he won the uh I mean not the World Series, the playoffs. I'm pretty sure he won the NLCS MVP
2: that got his team to the World Series. You would uh you would know that more than I would. I don't um, um I'm trying to pull it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it
3: happened. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. I'm, I'm on. checking, I'm I, checking. I, I had it accolades exactly pulled up. I'm gonna tell you, what are you asking?
2: Uh World Series uh, was was there an NLCS MVP or a World Series MVP? NLCS nope.
0: MVP. Nope. No?
2: Nope. That surprises yeah. me. Not a one. That's won. that surprises me, especially with the two runs they went on. Was that 06 and '11? Uh,
1: yes. So, those those, those were
0: the two years that they won the World. I could
2: have swore that he w- had one in 06 because he hit the home run in Game Seven. Right. And and, and well, David, well, I'm sure it was David Freeze in 2011. That guy was nuts.
3: That and whole look, team was nuts. And, and look, and look, yes, it you. He was know, Freeze in 2011, I believe. Say what you <laughs> want. Say what you want about his offensive game, and you know, again, you know, Yachty is more of a defensive guy. His offense has not been the best, but in the, in in the biggest moments, he's he's come up in clutch with his offense. That's he's fair. Big home runs, big, big, big RBIs driven in. He's had big big moments with the bat. And you know, you know, again, you know, he might not be the fastest guy. He might not be the well, you know, as skilled offensive player compared to other catchers, but. When he, you know, cranks the bat at the right time, he is dangerous.
2: So here, and is he more listen to this. List? Okay,
0: let me bring up another catcher. Is he more dangerous than the great Joe Maurer?
2: Joe Mauer, I don't Absolutely. know. I don't
1: Absolutely. Know
2: what team is he on?
0: He was, a, he was Minnesota, Minnesota Twins legend Joe
3: Maurer, you know, uh, career
0: three oh six hitter. Jake,
3: Jake, Jake, please don't tell me that you're gonna put Joe Mauer, who's a good catcher, don't get me wrong. Are you gonna put him over Yadier or Molina? Now that's just no. I, I I'm sorry. I, I don't think I would be. They're I think
2: different. About it. They're just different.
3: I think about it.
2: Joe is definitely a great he's I would say he's a great to, catcher.
0: No, you had to watch that's the, the guy I'm play. Sorry. The guy was unbelievable.
2: Joe Maurer Joe, Joe Mauer is a is a great Joe catcher.
0: Was he was unbelievable. You guys are I know you guys are NL fans. You had to you had <laughs> to be an American League fan and play this guy. Like two series every single year. This guy was unbelievable. I'm looking. I saw this so, guy play live. He was crazy. It's.
2: I think it's a hard debate to have because on one hand, there's. Let's just break it down. The whole debate for a second because you. On one hand, catching. Uh, for, on one hand, baseball's changed, which that's you have to put that in effect because, um, uh-huh. this, the game has changed. Uh, that's one thing. Two, uh, the catching position now is. I think it's more valuable to have a. Def- a defensive catcher more than an offensive catcher. Like, today, like, yeah. James McCann, it's a fact that when he's behind James the plate, McCann hit. James McCann hit, when he's behind the plate, the, the, the pitching, the staff ERA of the Mets is, is lower than anyone else. Now, Tomas Nito is the backup catcher. He has actually has, has founded the bat, he's actually been swinging the bat pretty well recently. Um, and James McCann hit, has had some clutch hits. But, the fact is, like, uh, um, like Francisco Alvarez, this is this is a great example. Uh, he is the second uh, best prospect in baseball, Mets catching prospect. He is hitting the cover off the ball, or he was. He just got promoted to Triple A, but he's he's struggling a little bit. But he'll adjust. Um, when I when asked about his defensive capabilities, he's got a good arm, but in terms of pitch calling, which I think is the most important thing of a catcher, uh, they said quote their work. <laughs> I don't know what the actual quote was, but it's someone like. Uh, def- pitch calling and the defensive. We're we are in, we're in, trying to improve on Francisco's defensive game. Basically, that's like you know just basically nope. like just keep just keep hitting and we'll work on them. Um And
0: you know, I mean, I can I can I can attest.
2: And the one thing like when Yadi came up, he was definitely a defensive catcher, def- definitely uh, defense over offense. But as time went on, you see his numbers got better. Like he hit three hundred, I think. You know, a lot of years he. The power. Yep. I'm surprised to see the power just, numbers aren't I, there. I mean he's a bigger guy. You
0: can argue number four all time, I think that fits for him. Because you know, he wears the number four. That that's just him, right? <laughs> he's the fourth greatest catcher of all time. I don't think you put him over Pudge Rodriguez. I think it's a different I'm era. Sorry. I think just, no, it's not wait, wait. a different era because with Pudge he played is. at the
2: same time as Pudge. Nineties. <laughs> Pudge nineties and two thousands. Sorry, Alex, go ahead. First off, Pudge Rodriguez retired
3: in what year? Like, what, 07, 08? Like right? uh, 2011.
2: Oh, oh, 2012.
3: 11? Okay. 20, okay fair 20. enough. Yadier, Yadier Molina was in his prime by the time, or even towards the end of his prime to a certain extent, by the time Pudge retired, number one. Number two, the fact that we're still having this conversation about putting Yadier Molina under not just Pudge, but possibly Joe Maurer, that's an insult. That is just ridiculous. Am I'm not saying to... Maurer. now. I I, I no,
0: said maybe. No, I Mauer. Let's let's what, let's what, say for let's put let's put Maurer away. Let's put Joe Maurer away. Forget about great him. catcher. Forget he exists.
2: He's he's beneath Yadi. He
0: he he's number five. He's number five. Let's say that.
2: Just a note, uh, to know uh before I want to give Alex more opportunities because I keep forgetting he's on the phone. Um right before I throw it back to Alex, I looked it up. Uh yadi Armelina, two outs. Maris growing position has a career batting average of .290. That's wow, good. that is can elite. We get,
0: can we get Can we get that on Pudge?
2: I can pull it up while um while Alex speaks. Yeah. Go ahead, Alex. Well, the floor you is yours,
0: us,
3: Alex. You have the floor. <laughs> Look, I mean, again, the fact that Joe, I mean, the fact that we're considering Joe Mauer to be we're not, to be we're not. Here, we we have we have put no, him know, to bed. We have I, put him to bed. No, it's no, it's fair. But again, the fact that that came up was just, was was just, was just ridiculous. But the point I'm making is this. Pugs, great great catcher. Don't get me wrong, great catcher, all of that stuff, but postseason makes more of a difference than any other time.. Sure. And I'm taking Yachty at any aspect of the field or any aspect of the catcher's position on my side. And the fact that this guy is so he's always been criminally underrated for a long period of time. It is embarrassing. It is horrible how criminally underrated he's been. And All right, you know what? Where in the budget okay. moments makes a big play for his team to get them where they're
2: at. So I do have uh Pudge's numbers. Uh two outs runners in scoring position. Ivan Rodriguez has a career batting average of 2.54. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, that is I mean, not you know what? that I is wanna, not bad. I want to bring up something else because We actually have an interesting dilemma here. These two players played against each other in the World Series. Really? In 2006, when when Pudge Rodriguez was on the Detroit Tigers. What? I didn't know that. So, (laughs) I want to see who did better in this World Series. Obviously, we know who won. That's good. We know who won. I'm not going to debate who won this World Series. No, that's a good, that's a good, that's good. I just (laughs) want to see. Who I, think I have an players did so I have an Yadier Molina's batting average in this World Series was four twelve on base percentage oh. five hundred slugging percentage five twenty nine that's not a great slugging percentage.
2: This is two thousand six right?
0: This two thousand six World Series OPS one thousand twenty nine that is pretty good dude you know dude he had <laughs> he had no home runs seven hits uh just one run batted in three walks so not a super productive. Not super productive hitting, but really good hitting. So you
2: know, he hit. Five games. This is the 2006 World Series, right? Mm hmm. So you hit. So what's his triple Ivan slash? Rodriguez. I have it up already. So he, let's just recap real quick. His uh, Yadi's triple slash is a 412 batting average, 500 OBP, and 1,000, just over 1,000 OPS. Do you want to hear Pajor Rodriguez's?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's not good.
2: 158, 158, 368 OPS, bro. Now, granted, he was 34. He was 34. He was was older. He was
0: was already his second World Series appearance. He already won one.
2: But in 2006, what's his numbers in 2006? He hit 300. He hit 13 home runs. His triple slash during the regular year was 300, 332, and 770, which is good. That's that's, that's that's really good. good. That's really good. So... He did not have a good World Series at all. But to be fair, none what? of the Tigers had a good World Series that no, year. No, it was a bad. That was World just series the bad I World. Se- that was probably one of the worst World Series in recent memory.
0: I believe SP Nation, Secret Base, formerly known as SP Nation, they in they their do. series of <laughs> the worst. Was not <laughs> the worst they, one? They,
2: I do think they ranked that as the worst one. It was the worst one. In like 2003. All right, but let's go. Let's yeah. go to
0: Pudge in the World Series
2: he won, right? That was That which was one? 03 Texas?
0: against my New York ne- Yankees. <gasps> I don't it know who's triple a Maryland. slash, 273-292-364. Not amazing, but pretty good considering that he had, you know, 6 hits, two of those for doubles, you know, and he scored two runs. And that's in that world series. What was his triple slash?
2: 273
0: 292 364.
2: That's batting average, OBP and OPS?
0: Yep. Uh no, slugging percentage. What's OPS? OPS? Was 655.
2: That's okay. I I it's all right. used to hate OPS, but until like I basically I disregard slugging and only look at batting average, OBP, and OPS. You can't disregard slugging
0: because OPS is on base plus slugging.
2: But I like don't I don't take it. Like I think like my dad's old school. He like he hates whip and he, the the pitching. Well, whip is stupid. I, what? Whip is stupid. okay. Let's go into this now. First of all, Alex. Any close? First of all, let's close out the Yadi uh, debate before we go into total nerd baseball okay, stats okay. stuff. Okay.
0: Let's agree that Yachty or Molina, in terms of postseason catching, is top three behind
2: Barra and Johnny Bench. Oh, yes. Postseason, yes. Alex. Postseason.
3: Yeah.
0: Postseason. I might even put him number two over Johnny Bench, but still behind Yogi Berra. In How terms many of being is a postseason there? catcher. Hey, hey, Jake, yeah, you, I'd you
2: put, tell, yeah, I'd put him gone. over Bench t- yeah. in postseason. You,
3: you can tell me with a serious train of thought. With a serious train of thought. Like after everything we just said, including comparing World Series a- appearances, plate performance, all of that. You can say with a conscious state of mind <laughs> that Yachty and Molina is not better than Pudge Rodriguez all time, even though we just went through everything you just said. I'm willing well to compromise season. here. I'm willing to say Yadier Molina
0: is the second like... greatest postseason catcher of all time.
2: Bear is first. Sorry, first. I'm sorry. Not
0: not
3: only is he the second greatest postseason catcher of all time, he's a he's the second greatest catcher of all time. That is he not true. Johnny Bench is better.
2: I think he's third. I no, think he's Johnny behind Bench. Bench is better.
3: And no, Pudge no, is a
0: better no, all time no, catcher. No. Pudge is better all time.
2: Did he up? Did he? Did he just rage quit? <laughs> I heard a beep. I'm I'm oh, 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 my God, I'm sorry. I, I heard the phone beep. I was like, did you just hang up?
0: <laughs> we we no, thought your rage no. quitted there for a second. Al. No, I'm sorry, Alex.
3: Hey. hey, I'm from New York. I get it, but I, I'm not like that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, the point is, is that for, for the longest time, and sadly, even after he retires, the second greatest catcher of all time will be sadly, sadly, criminally be underrated for the rest of his life.
2: And That's fair. Terrible. That's fair. No matter where you rank him, Jake, can you at least uh, uh, agree with us on that regard, that Yadis uh, has been underrated through his career?
3: And he will be until the day he
0: dies. I thought it, I've thought i always thought he's been fairly rated. I, I've always thought he's been hi- very highly regarded throughout his entire career.
2: I never realized how good he was <laughs> until I pulled up his... I used to think... Uh, <laughs> Alex is is maniac is maniacally laughing. I, I Alex
0: Carminei seems to think that what I'm saying is funny.
2: I always thought yeah, that he was. Yeah, okay.
0: It's very funny because the guy's gotten very little respect throughout his, throughout his. Game. Very little respect. Now, no, he's I mean, made like a hundred All Star teams.
2: No, in terms of like recognition, like I I used to think he was oh yeah he's a good catcher, and then one day I actually looked up the numbers, I saw all the All Stars and MVP got, conversations. He's got
0: the awards. He's got the he's got the All Star appearances. He's got the postseason number. I don't see how anyone. Could but he understand. doesn't have enough respect.
1: That's
2: when, what I mean. When hey. it
3: comes to being some of the right. one, one of the all-time greats, he does not have to get that respect, and it's a real shame.
2: Like he's easily on the Mount Rushmore of catching. Marvel. Can you agree That's with us there?
0: That's top four, right? Yes. Yeah. Sure.
2: No. Okay. Let's just put this to bed because I'm tired of yeah, talking sure. about this anymore. Sure.
0: All right. Let's go to the whip discussion. <sighs>
2: I need like I need like I need I need a break, <laughs> but we're not going to break. So to it to calm everyone down a little bit, Alex, what is your thought on the WHIP statistic and and in and uh, measuring uh, a pitcher's traffic on the base paths? Uh, WHIP is walks and hits per innings pitched.
3: I tell you, you know th- that's a great question, and the answer to it is that you know I mean again regardless of what it is, right, and whether, you know, it, it could be high, it could be low, whatever it may be, I think if it's low, he's obviously a great pitcher. Don't, don't get me wrong. But even though it might be, let's say, a two or a one or, you know, whatever it may be, if the guy is able to be consistent, not only in his whip, but in the ability to get out of jams, let's say, for example, a mad bomb, a Kershaw, mm-hmm. Sandy Koufax, you know, you know, Doc Good. Doc Gooden, you know, whoever you want to name there, right? Whatever top notch pitcher you want to name, and, and again, it could be today, you know, uh, uh, DeGrom, short or whoever. The fact that, one, their whip is low is very good to begin with, but even if their whip is alright, but they're still able to be consistent enough to make a great play and to get out of such jams to give your team a fighting chance, I still classify him as a very good pitcher.
2: Okay. Jake, what are your thoughts on whip? Do you think it's a to stat? Do you think it's a it's, uh... What do you think?
0: It's, I, ju- I don't like it as a, as such, as just this high benchmark of deciding who's a great pitcher and who's not.
2: No, you just keep it in the conversation. You have to look, you have to, I mean, you have to look at whip with earned I run mean, average. I mean,
0: you can come up with a stat for anything, right? Probably. You can come up with a stat. I can come up with a stat that right on the fly, you know, batting average against with two plus runners on. I want to see that. Tell I think Lee. it's
2: a, a batting average with uh with RISP. yes, that's a stat. That's, clutch. With wrist. that's That's like the, that's like the uh the most clutch, like, yeah, yeah, that's that, a stat that, already. That
0: to me would be a better stat to look at.
2: No, this is for pitchers.
0: No, 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 batting average against. Oh, with, okay, oh, uh, batting average is batting average against because that is one of my favorite stats when it comes to pitchers. Looking at who the great ones are, their overall batting average against, no, that's good, you know. Because because yeah. it's what you can't just look at ERA to look at who's a good pitcher. You know, earned run average. You gotta because look at that's it, such a flawed stat. You right? gotta look at
2: it with context. Innings pitched, with context. WHIP, who they're playing. Yes, my <laughs> right. my phone went <laughs> off. I'm sorry. My um my phone is the Taco Bell bong, and um <laughs> it just went off. I'm sorry if, if they don't heard that. Well,
3: does that mean the show is over and you have to get your taco at Taco Bell? Is that what that means?
0: <laughs> no, my. Uh, that,
2: that's what, if the commercials are
3: not be believed, yes.
0: Uh, but to me, to me, the uh. ones that you can look at that will always tell you whether or not a pitcher is good is batting average against. Because if a pitcher can consistently hold batters to, you know, a two hundred batting average or even a one hundred batting average,
2: I mean, that's that's elite. Uh, that, it depends. That's an elite pitcher. And batting and bad BIP is also um, not BABIP. That's balls against. That's uh, batting average against balls in play. But batting average against is a good uh, stat. Like against uh, showing the different types of pitchers. Like yeah. high strikeout guys will have very will have really bad batting average against because when the ball is in play, it's usually a hit. Like mm-hmm. uh, but in terms of like Kyle Hendricks, like, like a junk high junk
0: strikeout baller, guys put the ball in the zone more often. Right. So like, the ball isn't in
2: play. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: you know, with the the, they might get a lot, lot of swings and misses, but right. when they don't get swings and misses, those are usually hits or even, God forbid, bombs, <laughs> you know,
2: into the seats. Uh, I do think baseball's gone a little overboard with the stats. Like, I'm, I'm old school, but I'm not that old school. Like, I'm I'm hip. Like, I like WHIP. I like OPS. Um, I used to not know. I used to not understand what it is. But ever since I've realized, if you want it close to a thousand, that's good. Like eight hundred's pretty good. Um But you gotta like
0: Ear raise not Alright, alright. What about what about wins above replacement?
2: That I don't get it. I don't understand. Thank you. I don't Thank get you. it. I'm tired okay. of pretending it's a good stat. It's not. It's so, not wait. and I'm it's not, and I'm gonna explain why. Sure. So first of all, Alex, what is your thought against wins above replacement as a stat? In all <laughs>
3: honesty, I d do, I don't know much about it either.
2: Me either. I don't like it because I, I hate how much I don't like I don't I hate how much I don't understand about it, because and that's fairly new too. It's a fairly new stat. It's a fugazy, please. It's a fugazy stat. I mean, I was having a like a. This is so crazy. Would you like me to explain? Yes, in one second. How how wins above
0: replacement is calculated? Because I don't think I can even explain it. Give it's a ten. very complex <laughs> mathematical formula.
2: Give me ten seconds. You can fly. <laughs> I was I. This is how much of a crackhead baseball guy I am. I had a vivid like I don't like when I'm on social media. I don't like to like. First of all. All I get in my social media feed now is, like, this baseball and hockey. Because I used to get, like, all the news. I'm like, well, this is nonsense. So I just took all the news out. And now I get baseball. I had a – I got into a vivid argument over somebody because they thought earned run average was a horrible stat for pitchers. I said, do you know what a pitcher's job is? And at one point he goes like, yeah, to to get the guy out. I'm like, it's to prevent runs. How do you measure how good a pitcher is if you can't measure how many runs they give up? What right. are we talking about, buddy? Like, did you not eat your, eat your eat your oatmeal this morning? Like, <laughs> wha- I don't know. All right, so so wins above replacement. So wins above replacement
0: is an absolutely asinized stat. I'm gonna explain. This why is a
2: very vi- uh, passionate show today. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of emotions.
0: A lot of emotions. But I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why the stat is so. Wrong. How? Yeah. How does it? How so, is it? Uh, so I can't even totally speed. explain it. I've got the Wikipedia page up because Baseball Reference isn't gonna give me anything. Sure. Yeah. You know, MLB. Just nine right basically it's not the way they calculate is they they just take you look at this mathematical formula and tell me you try to read it and because I can't even explain it on the show with that with you can't if you can't see it it's hard to explain John can you explain this for me
2: I am pulling it up I'm gonna try I'm gonna pull a, a rins above repla- replacement I do remember seeing a this is from memory this is not from what I'm reading mm-hmm. uh I watched a secret base video about a Pitcher in okay. the Blue Jays organization. His name is Dave Steed. Oh yes, yes, yes. And wonderful document. A very good, pretty a very good pitcher, but he was consistently left out of the Cy Young uh, uh-huh. conversation, uh, and they used wins above replacement as like the majority stats like measure his success. Even in terms of earned run earned run average and WHIP, he was still better than all his competition, and he still didn't make he still didn't win like he should have won two or three Cy Young awards, and he was left out for whatever reason. Now, I think a big part of that is because the Blue Jays were not in the postseason. Uh, yeah, but that's, the, neither, this, here that's, that's, different, that's different, neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Different conversation, but that's my feeling. Um, his – let me pull this up because this is actually a crazy stat too. Dave Stebes earned run out uh, – Dave Stebes wins above replacement lifetime. Let me – it's 56.4.
0: Now, pitching wins above replacement is calculated a little bit different than offense. That's offenses.
2: stadium. The stadiums in, uh, in, in the conversation – your defense is behind. The defense is calculated, like the defensive run saved, is is factored in. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard hit balls, which I don't like, because if it's, if I don't whatever, uh, like a lot of variables are are, are in. But this is this is kind of crazy. So, so his career WAR is fifty six point four. Now, if you measure the years that he was on the Blue Jays, if you take him off of that team, the Blue Jays finish five hundred. Like in, like uh, the three or four seasons where he had. Like for instance, I'm sorry, I didn't really ex- I didn't explain that very well. Uh
0: see it's hard to explain
2: though. Yeah, I'm, I'm making very good radio. So
0: <laughs> so so I wanna I wanna clarify that, you know, when we go to offensive wins above replacement, it's it's calculated with a lot of different stats in the mix. Yes, you've that's got true. at bats, this you've is, got yeah. walks, you've got hit by pitches, you've got strikeouts, you know, it's it's everything runs Here's why it's a dumb step.
2: And pitching is 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 here's
0: why it's a dumb step because you especially when it comes to the offensive players because with the pitchers it's a little different but with the offensive players this is simple this is easy, it is easy. You got to take, you you got a guy. Let's let's look at Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge best player in baseball right now. He plays almost every game at least batting, almost every game. I want you to show me. All the games where he does not play, not even one at bat, do the Yankees win? Do the Yankees win? This is a yes or no question. Then you take how many times they win with him versus how many times they win without him. You take that winning percent. You tell me. That is the way to do it. That is You don't have to take every other stat that the guy does, that the guy has, and calculate it into that formula. It's stupid.
2: It's too early to tell for uh, for Judge. I have to I, I, a full season has to be played. Let's do look, last year. Last, last year? year? Okay, I can do that. Let's last just pull year. it up. We had he played
0: he played the whole year last year.
2: Uh, I'm trying to find. It's just a dumb stat. I don't it's like it. It's a dumb stat. <laughs> but it is kind of weird. Like, uh, going back to Dave Steep, right? Uh, they like. Uh, this one season, he had like he had a war of, like, 55 wins above a paceman. The year his – let's do that. His Cy Young, his Cy Young Award – he does not have a Cy Young Award. No, he okay. doesn't. <laughs> in 1982, he – 1985, he was 14-13, 2.48 earned on average. He led the majors in, in ERA. He was seventh in the Cy Young Award voting. Because back then, it was based on wins. Which is so dumb. Which is, which is dumb That's because
0: so dumb. Be, it, it, here's the thing. Pitching wins do not matter. They Ain't don't matter. None. They don't matter. They suck.
2: Don't tell Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, I
0: mean, they <coughs> don't
2: matter. Oh, that guy should have so many more I, wins. Sorry, Oxford. They guy.
3: don't matter. They play a role, but they don't play as big of
0: a role. You can't measure how that. good a pitcher is just by gauging. You know their win, especially because that doesn't tell you the whole story. Doesn't tell you the whole story. It doesn't even tell you all the times that they pitch.
2: because right, there have been? Fair. I saw a how bridge, many
0: no decisions are you gonna get?
2: I can pull up Jacob. No, no. I don't even want to look at Jake's numbers right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up. In I air. agree
3: with you. I agree with that. But I think and 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 again, it doesn't play that big of a role. It plays somewhat of a role. The ERA, the rest of it definitely, will, you know, carries the majority of the burden. But I think with a pitcher you know, going seven and eight and having like a two ERA, whatever it is, I think, uh, or, or, you know, let's say, you know, seven and eight to five, let's say, for example, right? Compared to a guy who's eight and seven and has a two six or a two four, whatever, you know, you could make an argument there depending on when. But I don't think it plays that big of a role. It plays a very small role. But, but you know, depending on the circumstance, it could play a role, a big one, too.
2: I um like you have to look at it with context. Like I saw a, vi- a really weird video the other day. It was called <laughs> the anti Degrom. Uh, so I, everyone knows. So here's a here's a little eye opening uh stat for you, which is sickening. I love. I would just turn this into a, like baseball stat hour. So
0: this is the baseball nerd hour featuring Jake Minter, <laughs> John Hartnett, and Alex Carmonati. So in
2: 2017, Al, uh, Jacob Degrom was 15 and 10. His ERA was his worst of his career. It was 3.53. Now that's the worst. That's a that's good. Mm-hmm. That was his worst ERA of his For a career. Which is pitcher,
0: that, that's, that's a good worst ERA. So he had
2: Fifteen wins, three point five ERA. The next year, one point seven ERA. Cy Young Award winner. He led the majors in, in in ERA. Ten wins.
0: How many losses? Nine. How many no decisions?
2: I can. I just had it up, but now I have to go back. Because um,
0: this this is – he did not pitch only 19 games.
2: So, uh, hold on. Uh, so, car- this is career. Jacob DeGrom, if the New York Metropolitans scored three runs in every start that he made, he would have 43 more wins. If the New York Mets scored two runs – every Jacob DeGrom start, he would have 10 more wins. <sighs> this man would have 55... What did I say? 43. I'm sorry, I'm not going to math. <laughs> 43 plus 10. 53. If the Mets scored three runs every time this guy pitched, he would have 53 more wins. How many times wow. have we seen this guy go seven innings with one run and A, either lose the game, or he'll get pulled when it's tied 1-1 one, one, or he'll get you know he'll get pulled uh,
0: when it's tied no no 0-0 he'll,
2: he'll get uh pulled uh what's it called? I'm sorry um like he'll have a base runner on in the 8th mm-hmm. they'll take him out bullpen blows it how many times have we seen that it's sickening it's a joke it's a joke oh, i'm sorry i just hate just
0: how many no decisions is that no decisions in
2: 2018 in yes i can tell you right now
0: cuz he had 19 starts with uh Ten wins, nine losses. I made no decisions?
2: Thirty-two minus nineteen. Thirteen no decisions in a season ah. where he had a, a one point seven ERA. If he was on the Yankees, he would be a tr- if he
0: was on the Yankees. He would be, be a twenty game winner. the
2: Yankees won a hundred games
0: in two thousand eighteen.
2: He would win twenty more games. He he would He, he would have won hundred and twenty games. If,
0: if he had been on the Yankees in two thousand eighteen, he it would have been not necessarily the greatest season by pitcher ever, but it would be in the conversation. He was
2: on track to uh, do one. How about this? Last last season, he was um, well, obviously only only pitched for half a season, but then he was he was on track to pitch the greatest pitched season ever before. Ultimately, he was heard. The only comp- the only comparisons, Bob Gibson, I believe it was 1963 or 64, 68,
0: f- four. 68? 68, the year of the pitcher.
2: <laughs> well, that's because they lowered the mound. Um, which is, th- but even, th- obviously, a different era. I mean, come on, 22 wins, 1.12 ERA, 13 shutouts.
0: 13 shutouts. How many complete games? 28.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Obviously, he won the signing award. But he won the MVP. <laughs> and the MVP. That's just insane. Did they win the World Series that year? 1968 uh, Cardinals. So. They lost the World Series. Oh, they lost. The World. They won the Oh, uh,
3: yep. Don't trust me. Don't remind me. That was a painful year. <laughs> Carm, you weren't even born. You weren't there, man. You weren't there. No, but it w- it was a tough
2: year. Not tough the, year. Not yeah, the, yeah, I'd love to hear all about it. No, I get it, cause like you look, I you listen to like
1: your
0: John. Your, your John, family. why don't you tell me? Why don't you tell me about the next year? How how awesome was that? All
2: right, don't be don't be uh. I can't say the word I want to say. Don't I don't be uh, sh- uh, a. <laughs> Uh, a schmuck, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a wise, a Sh- wise high Wise guy. <laughs> yeah, don't be, don't be a wise guy. Ugh. How's neck? I, mean,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could tell you, I could tell you all about how great the, uh, 1986 NFL season was. <laughs> I
2: was watching, uh, it is cool seeing, like, um, if you watch old games, because like during the COVID, I watched a lot of old games with my mm-hmm. dad. We watched the entire, sure. uh, 80s, we watched the six and nine World Series, and that was, that was cool because just, Seeing the arrow, just seeing how much the game has changed, and and Earl Weaver got got ejected in Game Four. Oh my God, that's a classic! Are you kidding oh, me? I Earl Weaver. Lo- I oh, love Earl Weaver. He's just <laughs> I can't even like. Yeah, he's a real classic. I was gonna pull up his like the 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 uh, the video of his ejection, but I can't even. I can't. There's too much. There's too much profanity. No, too much profanity, oh my- and also probably copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, I'm more nervous about the profanity over the. Uh, you, this guy you can fill in
0: all the blanks and imagine what he must have been
2: saying. Yeah, he, 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 he oh, I just love Earl Weaver. He Is he still, a, no, I think he's dead, right, Earl Weaver? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see, Earl Weaver. Yeah, he died in 2013. Rest in peace. 100%. Rest in peace, too, oh. a great one. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, Alex, I do want to throw this one at you. Sure. Um... First of all, I have two questions for you. One, we covered this a few weeks ago on, the, uh, on our Can We Just Talk segment, but uh, either Rutgers or a, a major sport, what is the most electric atmosphere you've ever been to? You can answer, you know, it's not like just one or two, like off the top of your head, like maybe wow. a couple stories. The most electric oh sporting events you've been to in person has to be in person. That is a
3: phenomenal question, but... Man, that's tough. Part of me wants to say, because I've been to two Islander playoff games here on Long Island, Mm. and those fans are so rowdy. I mean, it is remarkable. Now, guaranteed, I don't care for the Islanders. I don't really care about their fans as much, but they have a very strong, passionate fan base. And when it comes to just the energy, and, you know, again, every hockey game playoff-wise is like that. But those two games I went to were just something else. They were, excuse me, remarkable. It was remarkable how incredible that was.
2: Islander fans yeah. are nuts. I just before, if you, sorry to cut you off, but I went to a game no. in a, a Capitals game in DC, and first uh-huh. of all, the Verizon Center where the, the Capitals play. I mean, come on, get a new, get a new building, yeah. uh, DC. That that place is a, <laughs> that place is a dump. It's like the oh my god! It's so there's bro, there's no there's no ice cream in that building. How could you? St- oh my god! They have like these these like little Rita's carts, but like dude, I want hard ice cream. Is that so much to ask? I love Rita's. I love Rita's. <sighs> yeah, sort of. Do, I don't oh want god. that garbage. I want real ice. Anyway, so there was an islander. You fan. want real ice cream? You can go down the road and get some Cold Stone. <laughs> oh god, I I don't think it's so much to ask for. Anyway, so. Uh, there, I at the Capitals game. My seats were absolutely remarkable. I was behind the goal, maybe like six rows back. Uh, I was wearing Mets gear because I'm a I'm, I'm a nut job like that. The Capitals were playing the, the the Islanders, and the Islanders last year did not have did not have a good season. Uh, the Capitals are kind of in the wild card race, and I uh, this is the game where Ovechkin scored his. Uh, he surpassed Jager third time on the all-time go- all goals list which was, which was oh, absolutely way, crazy did, to be there. Oh, by the
0: way, did you just sorry to cut you off, but there did go. you see the uh Yarmir Yager, Jager He he jokingly was telling uh, an announcement to all NHL teams that he
2: he's still slow but strong. Oh, if dude, if they signed him and then they imagine he comes back and then he surpasses Ovechkin and now a has to surpass him again? <laughs> that would be hot. Ha- that would be wow. awesome. I don't uh, think he's coming back.
3: But. but it's not realistic. Yadra's been saying that for years. And again, maybe you could come back, maybe you couldn't. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't see it. But, you know, I mean, if it did happen, that'd be great, but but the question is, can that can that be a reality? Right now, I don't think so. He hasn't played in six years and he's been saying year after year, I wanna come back. I wanna come back. He would have came back already.
2: He is 50 years old. And we have seen – I mean, Gordie Howe played into his 60s, but that was also a d- different era. And they gave him, like, sure. respect. Yeah. Like, I'm sure on the face-offs, these guys, these guys could have, like, you know, uh, knocked him down if they really wanted but I'm sure they respected him enough because at the time, he was the GOAT uh, before uh, before Gretzky. But uh, it would be, it'd be cool to see him back like, at a revenge tour, but I don't think – Back, think in, back right. in what years were those? I think it was the 70s he played up to. The, the 70s, BG, before Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pull. I don't want to I don't want to be incorrect. He, yeah, he retired. Wow. Okay, so never mind. So, Gordie Howe did, did retire when he was 51. Yep. So, it, it's been done before, but I'm sure, you know. Chris Chelios was
3: 49, I think, 48, 49, some, some, sometime around there, and he retired in the 90s actually no no 2000s
2: actually I mean is younger still playing in I, last time I checked he was in the Czechoslovakian national team uh, I think he is what country Czechoslovakia that's not a country <laughs> oh I'm sorry the the, uh, the, <laughs> that's Czech, the, the Czech Republic I'm, I'm a big history guy so like my when I think of Europe I love like I love like I just took a, uh, a World War one course last year. So now whenever I think of Europe, I only think of it in, like, <laughs> 1930s t- context. Yeah, it's just
0: it's <laughs> my favorite country. My favorite country. Yugoslavia. Oh, no, well, not Yugoslavia. That's a great one. I'm, I'm talking Austria-Hungary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Austria-Hungary.
2: Now I'm a holy woman empire. That's right. my heritage right there, Austria-Hungary. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, he was, he, I guess he's on the, the, the Czech national team. Um, but it would be great to see him come back. Sh- it would be a, a really cool story. But I think you're right, Alex. I think he's just too old. But I just oh sorry. So I gotta rein it in. Um, there was an Islander fan <laughs> in the section, and the Islanders like tied up t- tied up the game late. And but he was like, "Woo yeah, let's go Islanders!" And the guy in front of me was going, "Yeah, eighth place. Your team is garbage, bro. Sit down." And I was I was I was crying. I was like, "Oh, this this is great." And the guy wouldn't sit down. You go, oh, we we'll won the game! We're gonna win the game! He's like, yeah, you're in eighth place, bro. Go back to the Nassau Mausoleum. <laughs> I was crying. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Islander fans are nuts. Sorry. Isn't Islander. this the same game where you started an Obi chant? Oh yeah, yes it was. Sorry, my, my my cords on my chair. Uh, yeah, I, I thought of the Obi chant so,
0: after So so, do you got any other answers for us in terms of electric?
3: Oh my goodness, that um. I don't know. I mean, that game—that's. I mean, again, you know, those two games are very, very exciting. Um, there are a lot. There are a lot, probably. Although at the same time, I could be saying that and realizing there really aren't that many. So <laughs> I mean, again, there are just so many that I've been to. But I would say probably, probably those two. Pro- probably those two for sure. I mean, Rutgers. Um, I mean, again, I've covered several games. Obviously, I've covered several great games and games that have gone down to the wire. I've also covered blown-out games too. But, mm. um, man, I mean, oh no, what the heck am I talking about? The um, the uh, the NCAA, um, um, uh, men's lacrosse NCAA quarterfinals this past May. Uh, Brett and I. We're out at Hofstra, and that game was remarkable. Mm. That is probably the most exciting and maybe my favorite game I've ever called so far in my life. That was an awesome game to call. And the energy was just ridiculous in that game. Rutgers was down uh, uh, you know, 6-4 at one point. It was 2 nothing Rutgers, then it was 4-3, then it was 4-4. At halftime, four-piece. Uh, the second half starts, 10 goes up, 6-4. Rutgers tied the game. Penn goes back up 8-6, Rutgers goes up 11-8, Rutgers wins 11-9 altogether. So, you know, again, probably from a Rutgers standpoint and from a game that I had called, that game for sure, um, yeah, that was just remarkable. And then, again, you know, you know, uh, you know post-game interviews and things like that, the players were just so pumped up, so excited about what took place. And, again, not just me being from, all, uh, from Long Island, it was bittersweet for me. But a lot of those guys on, on that Menlo Cross team are are also from Long Island. Nick Turetsky is from Wantagh, it's like 10, 15 minutes away from Massapequa, and then Ethan Rawl, who's just a, an absolute stud, two time All American, had over fifty ground balls, over thirty four forced turnovers. He's been a beast ever since coming to Rutgers. He's been such an underrated but top notch player for the Scarlet Knights in, in Menlo Cross. He's from Islip, so he's like a half hour away from me those guys specifically for them to win such a big game on, you know, home ground per se in a way, that was just so remarkable and yeah, probably calling a game and being at a Rutgers event and
2: I figured like, uh uh we asked this correct, uh, did I ask you last week, Jake? Uh most uh, electric playoff atmospheres? I asked Tuesday, yes. uh, it was actually uh I believe it was Jack's question. Um I don't know commandeered it. I def it. I definitely hijacked it. Um, you
0: hijacked it? Yeah.
2: Oh hi
1: there you
0: go. <laughs> I uh
2: I think it was Jack's question. And then uh, I I just thought I'd, I'd, I thought I was like oh that's a good question to bring into Friday. Yeah, you you, and, uh, you
0: asked this on the Friday crew last week. That's right. I don't and know if my I asked, answer. Though. My answer was going to Wrigley Field.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was the Cubs crumbles oh. game, right? Yes, it was. There you go. Go Cubby.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, uh, no, I, they I won do, that game seven two. To be to be fair, the Rutgers um um the Rutgers, I always my I, I threw it back to the the that that Capitals game. That Capital Islander game, because I had all my Mets stuff on. I, you you dude, were also
0: talking About uh, the Rangers.
2: The Rangers game is up. That that is definitely up there. And then the Rucker, the Rutgers. Um,
0: Illinois blackout.
2: The blackout game, because the guy's oh, name yeah, is. Oh yeah,
0: because uh, I I also said the uh, the game against Maryland back in twenty twenty. Right, where we stormed the court. That was fun. That's even. That's None even. of you guys were here yet, so you
2: know. No, I, was, uh, I was a, I was at home. I was no, I was in, I was in art school at the time. You 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 boys were in high school at the time. <laughs> hmm. Time flies, right? Hmm? The past like three years, just time Oh, is just
0: boy. Like, time really flies. He's nuts. You, just, just like the time today flies, because we only have about five minutes left
2: on our show today. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, Alec, I do want to throw this this one to you real quick to close, it, to close out. If you can yeah. go to any sports stadium, I'm talking uh, past or present, either a uh, stadium you haven't been to yet or a stadium that's been knocked down, where would you go and why? It could be anything baseball, hockey, football. Soccer, I don't know, cricket. Another great question,
3: and the simple answer is Lambo Field by a mile. I would love to Good answer. I, I've never been there. I've never been to Lambo Field. And as a diehard Packer fan, that would you be You haven't made the pilgrimage? Period. No, I have not. I've not. I've never been to Lambeau Field. I've never been at the frozen tundra. I've seen Aaron Rodgers play, but on the road. I've never seen Rodgers play at home, and Mm. oh my goodness, I tell you, I would, and trust me, I would go, getting tickets to those games, they, especially if you're out of state, are so, so, so hard, because you have to get a whole, like, package deal, seriously. I mean, it is very, very hard to get tickets to a Packers game at Lambeau Field if you're not in the state of Wisconsin, even even if you're not in Green Bay, because Milwaukee's a two-hour drive at least to, to the stadium, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically, what you have to do to go to one of these games, you, you have to buy, like, a whole package, not just the tickets, but with a flight, with the hotel. They come with, like, certain benefits, too. You can meet some players or, or, or something like that. It's a lot of money, but... Trust me, I would love to go, and if I did ever go, hopefully one day, uh, you know, Lord willing, that
2: would be awesome. To be fair, getting tickets for an NFL game in general. Oh. Like, oh. I'm a Jets fan. Oh. I'm, unfortunately, I'm a Jets, I'm a Jets fan. And just, well, I mean, it's,
3: it's doable. Well,
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Alex? The Jets
3: are easy to get tickets to. It's pretty cheap, obviously. So
0: no, it is not cheap yes. to get tickets. It's yes.
2: it's. You can get tickets, but they are pricey. Like they're, for, they're pricey. They're still really expensive. Obviously, you can get them because the Jets are a poverty. Are <laughs> box for a game
3: at MetLife to see the Jets ain't that bad. How much did you spend? It's not that bad. No, it's not it's. I mean, I mean,
2: look, I mean, yeah, it depends on the
3: opponent most of the time. I mean, how, but, how, but
2: how much you know, on average? Like uh, really? ninety, couple. Uh, I've seen them for like one fifty usually average. The
3: Jets. No, oh, I've seen tickets for the Jets for at least 50, 70, maybe 90. That might be Things
2: like week. Like that. Th- uh, that could be okay, like we, yeah, you want to go sit in the nosebleeds? That could be like yeah, also well. further in the schedule too. Like the, you know, once the season starts and they lose some games, <laughs> it'll be uh. That's fair. Uh, That's it fair. depends. Obviously, depends on the team. The, I'm sure Lam- Part of the cha- Lambeau is the oldest field, right?
0: Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. That, the oldest stadium in the league right now. Uh,
2: I thought who was? Is it the original building or no?
0: Uh, it's been renovated a lot, but I believe it's the original building. Oh, it's so cool. I want to go.
2: I- Lambo's on my list. You know,
0: I, I got a list. I I- before we wrap this up, I, I-, I want to answer your question. Sure, because, go ahead. You know, I-, I got two stadiums that have been knocked down Yeah, that too. I would love to go to. I think you know which ones. Uh, Ebbets Field mm-hmm. and the legendary oh. Polo Grounds. Yes.
2: I would probably do the Polo Grounds. And not for football, not for football. I want to go to polo. Uh, not for, for soccer baseball. either. You don't want to go. You want to see soccer there? <laughs> no,
0: no, not football. Well, You not can't football. see
2: polo there. They never play polo there. No, they didn't play they polo. Played I Baseball. Wanna see, I want to
0: see. I want to see. I want to see baseball at the polo ground. Oh, you
2: want those two? You want those uh, two forty short porches, huh? Yeah, huh.
1: You
0: think the and
2: short porches? Those porch two forty
0: right short porches and those six hundred center fields. <laughs> oh God, what a And f- there's one other stadium mm. that's it hasn't been knocked down, but it's been renovated. I want to go to the original. Soldier Field.
2: Who plays there?
0: The Bears. Ah. They didn't the knock ball? it down? No, they didn't knock it down, but they renovated it a lot. Yeah. not Soldier Field anymore. It, it is Soldier Field, but it's not.
2: I would probably... They g- ruined it. I got to go... They ruined she- it. I have to go with Shea Stadium. The St-
0: Bears are a poverty franchise. They ruined it.
2: <laughs> I got to go with Shea Stadium, obviously, because the Mets, the Jets. Uh, But that'll do it for us on the Friday crew. What a show. Friday. <laughs> what an eventful show. Um... We wish you all a happy Friday. Stay cool out there, fellas and gals, and thank you for listening to our uh, us ramble about sports stats, stadiums, the Maple Leafs poverty franchise, <laughs> <laughs> All-Star game. Uh, just wish you all a happy Friday and uh Let's go, Pete. have a good weekend. You're listening to the Friday Crew on WRSU 88.7 FM, New Brunswick. Times are challenging. And we at WRSU-FM New Brunswick are doing our part to connect our listeners with local resources. If you are in need of food assistance, the Elijah's Promise Community Food Kitchen is open seven days a week, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., at their location on 18 Nielsen Street in New Brunswick. Please email food at That's food at Any questions? Thank you for listening.